Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. There's six in a row. It's their 23rd overall, which is the most in Major League Baseball history. Now it's time for our Atlanta Baseball Postgame Report. Listen in as our baseball insider Grant McCauley breaks down today's game. As we take your calls and give you our exclusive insight you can only find here. Our Atlanta Baseball Postgame Report is on. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now here's Grant. All right, welcome into the Atlanta Baseball Postgame Show. Grant McCauley alongside Rob Tribble in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And unfortunately, we have to be the bearers of bad news because the Atlanta Braves, one of the greatest offenses we may ever see, went out with a whimper in four games against the Philadelphia Phillies in the National League Division Series. Uh, Rob, we're going to a lot of things I guess we can go through. We can look back on the season. We can look at the missed opportunities throughout this series. Uh, all of it's there, and of course, we're going to be taking your calls at 404-726-0929. That's the number to get in, 404-726-0929. As we sat and watched this game, knowing what was on the line for the Braves with their backs firmly against the wall, Spencer Strider on the mound. We talked about it, what, 24 hours ago, Rob? I'm not as concerned with what was going to happen on the mound. I was concerned about what was going to happen at the plate, and it looks like those concerns were well-founded. Spencer Strider had to be perfect. Tonight, and, and he yes. wasn't, but he still gave him a chance to win. Yes, he did. I mean, of course, the uh, Spencer slider, I guess you could say, because <laughs> he's victimized by those uh, pitches tonight. So what accounted for the couple of long balls. But, I mean, baseball, postseason baseball is such a weird thing to figure out and quantify. The swagger of this team two years ago, even as a fan watching, you could feel the energy emanating from that, from yep. that dugout and from whoever was up at the play. You knew Jock Peterson was going to come up with a big hit. Eddie Rosario would come up with a big hit. That swagger was not there this year. You could, you know where that swagger was? It was in the other dugout. Yeah, it certainly was. I mean, and there's a, a certain amount of, and I know some folks hate this, but I don't really care because I'm the one hosting the show. There's a certain <laughs> amount of cap tipping that goes on when a team beats you as thoroughly as the Phillies beat the Braves. They outscored them 20-8 to eight in this series. Wow. They out-homered them, what, 11-3 to three in this series and as well. And two of those by Austin Riley. Nick Castellanos, who if there was a division series MVP, which yep. there's not, would most certainly be it. Back-to-back multi-homer games for him. Bryce Harper would be your runner-up for that. Uh, since we're not handing out fictitious awards, though, what you can look is the reality of the situation was we knew the Braves' offense had the capability to do big things. We also knew the Phillies had a pretty darn good offense as well. And as I came into this series looking at how it lined up, the tail of the tape, the Phillies had more than a puncher's chance, offensively speaking. And what they did was they came out and they knocked the champs down. And it looks like it was going to be pretty tough for the Braves to be able to get over that. And I say champs loosely just based on what it would be if you just lined up the offenses. But, hey, the Phillies have done this before. They stunned the Braves a year ago, and they do so again this year. And, Rob, I would say that this one, it stings a little bit worse than the one a season ago, and I'm not just trying to steep that in recency bias. Well, of course of course, it stings more because this is a historically good offense. Yes. One through nine. There Correct. Wasn't, there wasn't a, 
a week back in that lineup, one through nine, until this series. For whatever reason, you can't quantify it, but I, here's some names for you. Think about this. Doc Gooden, Clayton Kershaw, Willie Mays, Joe Morgan, Jackie Robinson, A-Rod, Dave Winfield. What do they have in common? Never good in the postseason for whatever reason. As great and legendary, as iconic as they were, you can't quantify it. That is baseball. That's just baseball. That's all you can say. You no. can sit there and say, fire Snicker, Snicker. Oh, this is a this lineup was was built for the regular season. I don't know what that means either. I mean, as an emotional <laughs> fan base, I know I understand yeah. that, but this yeah. really hurts me because, you know, my first Braves game, I see your Atlanta Fulton County Stadium t-shirt. My first yeah. Braves game was in 1972 in that ballpark in uh, May of that year. I got to see Roberto Clemente play. You know, right. I've been following the Braves for that long, covering them for forever. I don't know how many times on Turner Field I had to see, you know, the Cubs celebrate Someone on that else, field, yeah. the Padres, somebody yep. else. And it's just, it's just the worst feeling, especially as optimistic as I was coming into this postseason. I knew it wasn't a slam dunk. I knew the Phillies would be yeah. a tough out because they're so familiar to the Braves. They're not going to be intimidated by the lineup. No, I didn't think they were. In the season series, the Braves took that 8-5. to five. So you knew that, you know, this was not a club that came in feeling like, well, you're facing a team that has your number. The Braves handled their business there. But as you just pointed out, and as I think we can all see and we all know, and I'll state it anyway because I guess I have to, the postseason's a different creature. And the Philadelphia Phillies proved that a year ago, and they have a chance to prove it again here in October, and they've already sent the Braves a very clear message about, you know, division winners, 100-plus wins, all those things are great. But in the postseason, and Matt Olson said this after game 162, it all goes back to zero. All those things we did, now those go off to the side, and we got to do even bigger and better things in the postseason. And unfortunately for the Atlanta club, they were unable to open up that big offense and get things going it looked like there might be that jolt of life after the game two comeback win, but Philadelphia with the slugfest victory, ten to two in game three, and then coming back out in game four with a three one win. The only run coming on a solo home run by Austin Riley, Spencer Strider, the victim of three solo home runs by the Philadelphia Phillies. But but Rob, as we kind of start to I guess go through this and do the autopsy of this game and this season, the bases loaded opportunity with Ronald Acuna Jr. up there. The fly ball, the deep center field yep. was as good a chance as the Braves had outside of game two of really having something magical happen. And you knew, you pretty much knew it was over at that point. I actually knew when it, what was it? Uh, it, was, it was Pilar on third base on the uh, pass ball. Uh, when yeah, Kimbrell's in the ball home, game. Yeah, the, right? the wild pitch. He stopped halfway home. And you're thinking if that run scores, that changes the complexity of everything. Certainly. You're just. Uh, a solo homer away from tying it. And, and looked at the way that the Phillies were emptying out their bullpen. They were using yeah. the guys that were typically their eighth and ninth inning pitchers in the seventh and eighth innings to get themselves just to the ninth inning. And I don't blame anybody for doing it because that's what the postseason is. You've got to be, I think, quick on the trigger to make those decisions. And the hook, it comes a lot faster. The leash is a lot shorter. A whole bunch of other cliches. But you just have to look at what the Philadelphia Phillies did in the series. And they were quite simply in a class above the Atlanta Braves. And that's kind of a shocking thing when you thought offensively you might have two clubs that would be going head-to-head, toe-to-toe. It just didn't play out that way. Just a really esoteric uh, things that I kind of realized. You see Craig Kimbrell with uh, pitch two innings. Remember when he was in the Braves bullpen as their closer, that, that playoff game out in L.A.? Oh, 2013, I yeah, remember. Yeah, Freddie Gonzalez. Standing didn't out there with his in. arms crossed. Yep, don't, don't, nope, can't have a two-inning two uh, <laughs> two outing from our closer. Nope, we can't do that. And Ronald Acuna. The ball he hit, what happened last year in that very same spot, the inside the park home run against the Braves 
off the bat of who hit that last year? That was JT Real That was JT Real Muto, yep. That was just, I think, one of the big frustration points in a series that really was not going the Braves' way. Their nope. pitching was a complete mess. I know game three, and we talked about it ad nauseum last night, was certainly the one that you thought might get out of hand, and it did. But Spencer Strider pitched well enough for the Braves to win in game one. They were shut out. He pitched well enough again in game four to give them that chance to win. The bullpen held it the rest of the way. Just three runs allowed on the three solo home runs. But it was more than enough since the Braves' offense was unable to come up with the big hits when they needed it and just really unable in this series to get themselves on any kind of extended role. And I got to say, Rob, I mean, at this point, I know that the layoff, maybe initially in that game one, you kind of mm-hmm. chalk it up to, okay, well, they didn't play in a minute. But then there were some more off days, but they played, you know, four games at this point. I don't think you can look at the layoff and say, all right, well, that's the reason why the Braves are struggling right now here in game four. They should have been able to knock off whatever rust was built up at that point and realize the situation, of course, that they're in and that, you know, the approach, I think, was what I was looking at that was really baffling. Mm-hmm. It did not work out. It was night and day different between the Philly hitters and the Braves hitters in this series, and I think the, the numbers certainly bear it out. Well, you see how they were disciplined at the plate. They were, they were not just off. And, and plus, when you have a reliever coming to the game, why are you swinging at the first pitch? You don't know if he's going to be walking the ballpark or what. And you come in, you swing at the first pitch. Uh, unbelievable. It baffles the mind. But, Grant, do you see my hand? What, what's going on? Um, I'm not 100% sure. What, what is that? It would appear that you are leaking. I am bleeding, yes. Yeah. You know why? Because I was nervously scratching myself watching this game. That's how stressed out I get. Well, and you notice, you, I wasn't, balls. you notice I wasn't sitting down. From, I'm, 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 pacing, no, pacing, I'm going over the place. Forth, That's yeah. what I do, and it, it yeah. just uh, it, it hurts. And, hey, you know, if you're not a little bit angry, a little bit emotional about it, I guess you're, you're not a fan. I mean, I know there's going to be a lot of emotional responses to all of this. There's going to be a lot of disappointment, and justifiably so. And we're going to be taking some calls where I'm sure we're going to probably run the gamut in, in the missed opportunities, the disappointment, and the frustration that comes with having a team as good as the Braves were this year, best record in baseball, historic offense, run down the list, an MVP caliber player, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Matt Olson, for that matter, and they get into the postseason and are unable to turn it into at least a trip into October that lasts longer than one series. 404-726-0929 is that phone number. We're going to take your calls in just a moment. But, Rob, uh, the other thing I would ask about this is you look at where the Braves are, unfortunately, heading into the offseason. I don't really know what the team needs to change. And There's some things in the starting rotation that could use shoring up, but this was a club that, pitching-wise, I think they kind of did the job here in the division series outside of game three, which was obviously affected by Charlie Morton's you know, being unavailable. But otherwise, I mean, I don't know how you fix an offense that was as good as this offense was. I mean, what do you do? You can nitpick and say, well, do you get an everyday left fielder? Do you stick with the uh, platooning? I, I don't know. I mean, it's like I said, I, I ran, rattled off all those names. Well, the offense, you Willie Mays, Jackie Robinson, Joe Morgan, Dave Winfield, all struggled in the postseason for whatever reason. But at least we can take solace in the fact that the main core, the nucleus of this team is uh, going to be in a Braves uniform for the next six, seven years. So I know you can't take it for granted that you're going to make the, the postseason every year, but certainly they're as well-suited as anybody else and maybe tweak the starting rotation. You yeah. have to be optimistic going forward. You can't take anything for granted because you remember when Dan Marino got to a Super Bowl, what, his second year in yeah. the NFL? You think, oh, he'll be back. No. I think so, but never, you, know, you can, it's you can not always, never assume it, and that's what makes it hurt. You cannot take for granted the fact that you will get to the postseason. Not always going to play out that way. All right, well, let's go out to the phone lines again. 404-726-0929 is that number if you want to get in on the Atlanta Baseball Postgame Show. Grant McCauley and Rob Tribble from the Kia Studios here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Tyler's in Cartersville. You'll lead us off. Tyler, welcome into the show. Hey, guys. 
I mean, I'm I'm not trying to be a stickler to call for uh, Brian Snicker to be fired, but why would you put Vaughn Grissom over Nicky Lopez in the last at bat? Uh, that was a lefty-lefty matchup. That's all that really was at that point. And I'll be honest, if you look at the career numbers for Nicky, you look at the numbers for Vaughn, smaller sample size. But by the time that the Braves season was coming down to, and I told this to Rob as well when we were sitting out there just kind of watching that ninth <laughs> inning, okay, two on, nobody out, your season's going to come down to, let me check my notes, Kevin Pillar, <laughs> Forrest Wall, and Nicky Lopez were the next three hitters that were due up. And obviously Rosario was available, and you had Vaughn yep. Grissom available. But, yeah, it just – at that point, I feel like the Braves were so far out in the deep water. You were just hoping for anything at that point, and I think that's why you saw that lever be pulled and Vaughn Grissom to get that last at bat. I appreciate and you. I, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I 100% get that, but I just want to say that the PBS broadcast was absolutely horrible. The uh, the co-anchor of Jeff Rancor was absolutely 100% for the Phillies, so – Watching the game, it was like I was watching a Phillies broadcast. That's the only thing I want to say. I know that it's a little out there. but Well, I I understand it. And having watched games for a long time, but also having been in the broadcast business for quite a while, the game story oftentimes takes the national broadcast where they're going to go. When a club gets that momentum, they get into the driver's seat, and they do what the Phillies are doing, which was you know putting the Braves' backs against the wall and having the opportunity to eliminate them in this game. The Phillies became the story, and thus the narrator kind of has to go with it. I know that over the top is not going to make anybody feel better, but on the other side, the Phillies, I'm sure, don't want to feel slighted in their run as well. This common refrain all the time, well, the announcers were clearly against us. Who gives a flying bleep? Yeah, it it doesn't change what happens on the game. It doesn't. I don't care. And really, Jeff Francoeur rooting against the Braves? I don't I don't think that's possible. No, I don't think that was the case. All right, let's go back out. Let's go to Junior in Douglasville. Welcome into the Atlanta Baseball Postgame Show. Junior, what's on your mind? Hey, how you doing, man? Listen, doing guys, right. first off, I, I want to give a big shout-out to the team. You know, they did the best they could. Um, do I think the bullpen for the Braves needs a little bit of help? Absolutely, because we can't just rely on Spencer. Um, and on top of that... To say to to pick on Vaughn Grissom, I, I'm not gonna do that. But I think it was a completely unclassy move of the Phillies on their part to try to cool him down. Um, it, it was just it was just so unclass. You know what I'm saying? Like it, you you could you could have just kept running through the game. You could have just kept. There was so many so many chances where where you had the opportunity to. To, 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 to show at least that you were you were a step up from from the last week's game. You know what I'm saying? Last time that 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 uh, uh the disrespect on second baseman for Harper, like sure. I'm sorry, I'm just a little heated up here, but I, I, I just thought it was a little bit of of of, of an unclassy move on their part to do that. Well, that's understandable. We appreciate your call. What I was mean, he talking about? I think well, I feel like what happens is when you have a mound visit right before that last batter, that has everything to do with scouting reports. I don't think. Yeah, it, he was telling him how to pitch to him. That's all. Anything else, and that well, yeah. obviously the Phillies are allowed to do inside the, they the rules. They of the weren't game. freezing the kicker. Yeah, it wasn't quite anything <laughs> like that. And the announcers were against them. And all, oh, good lord! Come back and I take your calls. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. This season comes crashing to a halt. But coming up next, it kind of makes perfect sense how weird the postseason in baseball is. I've got a number for you next. Sports Radio 929 Game.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back with more of our playoff coverage with our Atlanta baseball postgame report. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Free therapy for you all, 404-726-0929. I got Grant McCauley. I'm Rob Tribble. Man, it's just crushing. Such a great, great regular season. You run away the division, juggernaut on offense, 104 victories, and it comes crashing to a screeching halt. Lived through this so many times in the 90s, and we have to live through it again for the second year in a row. And Grant, check this out. This year, mm-hmm. the top three teams amongst with win totals, Orioles 101, Dodgers 100, Braves 104, they're all done. One and nine in the postseason. I'll do you one better. Top five teams in Major League Baseball, Oof. winning record-wise, they won one postseason game that belonged to the Atlanta Braves. How, how do you qualify it? I have followed the game for a long time. Me too. I have tried to figure out MLB's seating and playoff, mm-hmm. I don't know, um, protocols here lately, and I am at a loss for that. I mean, is it as simple as just being – the layoff for these clubs, I mean, the Astros had the layoff, but yep. every year they seem to find a way to do it. I mean, last two years they definitely have. They're kind of the outlier at this point, but seven consecutive trips to the American League Championship Series would kind of underscore the fact that they just figure out a way to get it done uh, by hook or by crook and do with that what you will. But it's been tough to, uh, I think, watch a club as good as the Braves have been this season to go into a series where, offensively speaking, they were as lifeless as they truly were. Of course, we're taking your calls as well. 404-726-0929 is that number to get in on the show. Uh, let's head back out there. Let's talk to Kevin in Gainesville. You're up here on the Atlanta Braves, or excuse me, the Atlanta baseball postgame show right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. What's on your mind? Yeah, uh, I'm actually a Phillies fan living. <laughs> well, congratulations <laughs> to you. Yeah. and uh, Again. I can say I've got the most respect for your team. I, I consider them – the lineup as the 27 Yankees. I really do. Oh, yeah. I I think they're that good. It, it's a shame what happened, um, but 
just like you guys were talking about with the seeding, um, I really do think you guys should have faced the Diamondbacks and we should have faced the Dodgers. But, uh, you know, that's a different story. I think they should change that rule. Um, I would have rather seen you guys in the NLCS. You know, I, I, seven games between us would yep. have been a lot more entertaining. So, you know, that's well, we, just my thought on that. But, uh, honestly, really, the question I got for you guys is, why, why do you think uh, the main reason, why, why do you think uh, the offense fluttered out so much in this series? Well, we appreciate your call. I I don't know that there is an easy answer for that beyond for me, the fact that it felt like the entire offense was pressing, that their aggressiveness was, was almost used against them because the yeah. Braves have been an aggressive club, hunting first pitches, and oftentimes I've talked to Kevin Seitzer about this. I've talked to several What did Seitzer say about, about that, you know, the approach overall? You know, not missing your pitch is yeah. the biggest thing that they stressed, and that was a big difference between Matt Olson that we saw in the first three months and the Matt Olson that we saw in the last three months was that he was missing a lot of his pitches early on, and then at that point he was kind of getting buried in bad counts and chasing, and, and that led to the high strikeout rate. But the Braves overall, I mean, their approach, it was hard to argue with because they hit the ball hard, harder than any other club in Major League Baseball. We didn't even see that in this series. There were a lot of topper ground balls out to Phillies infielders, a lot of early outs in at-bats, and you and I talked about this quite a bit the last two nights. It just was uncharacteristic of the club that we had seen. Or you get in pitcher's counts, and, you know, the pitcher just has you. And that's kind of how that will work in the postseason, the regular season, and and pretty much spring training. I mean, Vaughn Grissom, uh, bless his heart, he goes down, he's he's, he's 0-2. You knew it was over at that point. You just absolutely knew. There's just not a lot you can do um, at that point. But I am interested to see what Major League Baseball might do going forward. I do feel like with best record. And let's give some respect to the Arizona Diamondbacks, even though this is not a show to talk about their successes. Mm -hmm. They swept the Dodgers right out of the NLDS as well. five-game format, I've often wondered why they're not all seven-game series in baseball's postseason. And this is long before we got to the expanded playoffs, but now I don't know how they accomplish it. You brought that up last night, and I I wondered about it too. And I I think, well, you know, the rules apply for both teams. You just have to really bear down and – I mean, that's it. Make the most of your at-bats and everything else. But the seven-game series is just such a perfect format in the postseason. I, I agree. And it does. And, and look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you with what I watched in the four games that the Phillies and Braves played that the Atlanta Braves were going to come back and be able to win three more games before the Phillies won right. one more in the series. Right. So let's just you know kind of keep our expectations here. You're not making excuses. You're just wondering because it is such yeah. a perfect – and Number it, four series in the postseason and in baseball. it would have been nice to see it in a National League mm-hmm. Championship Series setting, and I think that the Phillies were perfectly capable of beating the Dodgers, who had their own problems to deal with this year in the starting pitching department in particular. And the Diamondbacks, as upstart as they are and as kind of off the page a little bit from what you would expect to be you know, heading to the National League Championship Series, it just goes to show you the, the predictably unpredictable nature of postseason baseball. We're taking your calls right here on the Atlanta Baseball Post Game Show on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 404-726-0929. Uh, let's talk to Lonnie and Jackson. You're next up here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. What's up, Lonnie? Uh, how can Michael Harris have a zero average for over a four-game series? Acuna have a 143 average over a four-game series. And we just look like a, we look like a, a team that shouldn't even been there. We look like we shouldn't even been there. We 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 look degenerate when we hit the field today. We didn't look like we wanted to win tonight. And we get out there and we just we don't we we we, we like we don't know how to hit the ball. Yeah. And right. we have runners in scoring position. Why not bunt the runner over? Why not that try for a, a, that wasn't you know, going to fix it? I let's mean, play small ball. 
some contact, yes, that would absolutely be helpful. And I think that the Braves, even their contact approach, because the strikeouts went way down in this game. But the kind of contact they were making, to your point, Rob, was early in the at-bat. It was not, you know, the at-bats just weren't as competitive. I mean, I, yep. tweet, I tweeted this out or posted this earlier on X because that's what we're doing And it now. seems like uh, you, you hear of a high-leverage situation. The entire ball game in the postseason is a high-leverage situation, mm-hmm. not just the seventh inning, eighth inning, ninth inning. And, and once you get into a, a favorable account for a pitcher, then that's when you're going to get weak balls put into play. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it boils down to. We saw a lot of that. How about Cody and Stockbridge? You're next up here on the Atlanta Baseball Postgame Show. Cody, how you doing? What's going on, Grant? What's going on, Rob? We're uh, hanging in. First off, um, whoever thinks that the Braves should fire Brian Snicker, they're crazy. Um, but that's neither here or there. Um, great season, of course. You know, super, super, super let down. Mm-hmm. Um, just get to ask a question. I just asked my dad. Um, what was it? Was this a bigger letdown this series or this season than the '98 Braves, in your opinion? Um, I, I don't know. I've heard. I mean, a lot of people started talking what about was that the, Padres, the '98 Braves. Yeah, the Padres. That was the club yeah. that won 106 games. It just looked yeah. unstoppable that year. Yeah, I got to see them celebrate on the and field. and yeah. Well, there you go. One of Rob <laughs> Tribble's great memories. Check out his scrapbook Thank online. You. Um, but yeah, this. It's tremendously disappointing, uh, and I would say that it's along those lines. The 2003 team, Rob, you brought that up last night. Mm-hmm. That was an offensive juggernaut that looked like it could go into Well, that was Chuckery that brought stuff. it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah but it was then, you got it was then, you, then, of course, we ran into Kerry Wood and, and uh, Mark Pryor. Ran into a buzzsaw, and those kind of things do happen. I mean, this what? is going to be – I already said this, and, and it may not be any big surprise. This is definitely more disappointing than a year ago, just in terms of what we watched all season long. I know that last year was a much better race for the division, and it was mm-hmm. very exciting, and – this club just looked like it had fixed the problems from the previous year offensively to a level to which we may never see it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, last year, of course, was disappointing, but um, you're looking to repeat mm-hmm. as world champions. That doesn't happen very often. No, no. And you can live with that, and then you see what Double uh, A did in the offseason. You see how they fortified this lineup, and you're thinking, okay, here we go. And you saw how they performed the regular season, and then – you get this. to the postseason, it, it's, a, it's very deflating. Ricardo in East Atlanta, you're next up on the Atlanta Baseball Postgame Show. Ricardo, how you doing? What's going on, guys? What do you think, Ricardo? Disappointed, but I'm all right. But first of all, I think we should uh, – we need a new pitching coach. You know, we need a new pitching staff. We need to revamp this whole pitching staff. Blow it up, huh? Yeah, because I, I <laughs> blow it up. This is four years, but look, almost four years. I'm, I'm gonna tell you though, crap. but they like, lost this series because they didn't hit. The pitching staff got blown up in I, game three. I, I, I'll I understand the hit. I understand, I understand the hitting, but at the same time, this is the this is a playoff. So yeah. you're gonna have a good balance of pitching or good balance of hitting. And Phillies looked like they had a balance of both. They did. They just looked like we. Just look like trash. Well, and I understand that. And, and mm-hmm. well, the pitching side I, again. There's nothing fun about Game Three. It was as Jim Ross would say, "Bowling shoe ugly." <laughs> but Game One, Spencer Strider. Game Four, Spencer Strider. Those starts were fine. Game Two, you figured out a way to win because the bullpen really did some heavy lifting when Max Fried was gone after four high stress innings. And you would have had Max Fried again in Game Five. I know that's not going to be ideal, and who knows what would have happened moving forward uh, into the LCS when you actually would have needed Charlie Morton. I think at that point to try to step in and do something. But this bullpen did not have some big implosion that cost you a game. No. And the starting rotation, you know, it, it did what it could with what it had to work with. Clearly, again, I, I'm not going to make any excuses about game three. It turned into the debacle that many people feared it was going to be. But the Braves pitched well enough in three of the four games to win three out of those four games. They did not hit. 
and that is not going to fly in the postseason. Uh, let's go to Justin in Athens. He's next up here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How you doing, Justin? How's it going, guys? We're here. Yeah. Um, I think not playing a meaningful game for a few weeks. You know, I know the team was striving to get home field and yada, yada, yada. Yep. But we ran away with the division. The layoff, they, they, MLB's got to do something else because they can't, they can't keep doing this because it happens, you know, this was probably the worst. And I know it happened again last year where we have this layoff and you got division winners coming in cold. Yeah. But these, I mean, Olsen did not, Olsen and Acuna did not hit a home run this season, this series. No, they did not. Um, Acuna went 140. Olsen went 250. Riley hit about over 300. The Phillies had four guys hit over 250, five guys hit over 250. Mm -hmm. And now four of them hit like almost 400. Trey Turner went 500 for the series. Yeah. I mean, they were great. They outslugged the Braves. They they beat them at their own game. Yeah. And that's another weird thing it's about just, how how I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, finish up. Finish your point. I, it's just it's just depressing. It's just sad, and it's just like you watch this team all season long, and then you're just sitting here with crap in your hand. Yeah, I mean, you're just <laughs> trying to figure it out. That's just quite the visual there. A so. handful of feces. Yeah. As well. <laughs> well, go ahead and wash up. Spring training will get started in the middle of February. But, and Trey Turner, yeah. what what was he? Uh, what is he? Uh, what was he coming to do uh, tonight's game? Zero for fourteen regular season against Spencer Strider. Against Spencer Strider, yeah, and, and he, he was completely to, yeah. locked in tonight. The double, then the single, then of course the home run. Home run, yeah. I mean, the Phillies they yeah. went out and they hit. They did the thing that they needed to do. The Braves were unable to do that. Let's uh, take Shane in Swanee next here on Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game. Shane, welcome into the show. Thank you. Yes, guys, I didn't call in tonight to pile in on the Braves. They had a historic season. You know, just like my grandparents going through the, you know, uh, going through this in the 90s, we learned to have tough skin and, you know, ride through it. So, I mean, we hide our pain well in 2023. There you go. Um, my, my only quick point is, one, I was disappointed in Arcia. I mean, he really – I mean, he wears a Braves uniform. He represents Atlanta. And the way he was acting in the dugout, I mean – I just thought that was kind of juvenile. He's not a rookie. You know, I mean, Von Grissom, I would expect maybe something like that, but not something like that from Arcia. And the last thing is two years of pitching of us having only two pitchers going into the postseason. I know we have great pitching, but we need to add something else to that. I mean, we have a window. Mm-hmm. Get it before it's shut. We need another pitcher to add on to this good pitching staff that we already have. Well, that's thanks. it. Thanks. We appreciate your call. And, I mean, that's going to be – I mean, I didn't want to really have to light up the hot stove here in October, Rob, but unfortunately that looks like we're well, going to have to do it. Well, the Braves, it leads you right to, to that, though. They are yeah. going to have to figure out this rotation because you got no Kyle Wright next year. Charlie Morton has to make a decision, and the Braves do obviously. Yeah, well, he's, 30, he's 39 now. He could retire. He may come back and pitch. You know, we'll see exactly what that looks like. But you got Max Fried for one more year, and you got Spencer Strider, obviously. Uh, Bryce Elder's going to be in this equation somewhere. I mean, I, I hate that he had to wear it in Game 3. That really wasn't indicative of, of the kind of contributions that he made to this club throughout the course of the season. But, you know, it's a bad time to have a bad game in the postseason. Spencer Strider was there a year ago. Who's to say Bryce Elder won't go out of this experience right. and carry that on into the next year? Or Smith Shaw, you said he's pitchers. probably the next guy up out of the, uh, out of the organization. 20 years old. Yeah. A lot was being, I think, thrust upon him. So not having the pitching depth certainly hurt, but I, I can't, you know, get too far down the line into the pitching outside of one of the games in the series and, and not come back to saying, but you didn't hit. 
And when you don't hit, it's very, very hard to win. We'll take one more call, then we're going to take a break. Let's go out to Tim in Woodstock here on the Atlanta Baseball Postgame Show on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, Tim, you with Tim, us? Tim, are you there? All right, we're going to hope Tim gets there safely wherever he was driving to. Let's go out to Keith in Gainesville. Keith, you're next up. Well, I heard us on his radio in his that's car, good. so that's good. Hey, how you doing? It's a P1. <laughs> we're on. doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I could be doing better. I yep. was hoping to, for a win tonight, but uh, these uh, filthy fillies kind of irk me a little bit here. It feels like it's the uh, the Yankees of the later, you know, like back in the day when the Yankees were like just really – nipping on us all the time so hopefully we can get past this and move forward but i guess my question to you guys was is you know as far as the charlie morton thing you guys think it's time to move on from him maybe not sign him next year and, and who do you guys think we could try to get in here because i do feel like the hitting was the problem in the mm-hmm. series but we definitely could use some pitching i think that's been the key we've had a lot of shortfalls in these playoffs and it's just uh it gets frustrating sometimes yeah i mean it's frustrating to not come into the postseason with the names that you expect to be there available for you and unfortunately for charlie morton that's been the case the last couple of years especially i mean he made the one start in the division series last year rob got hit in the elbow and was right out of that game and that was when the braves got eliminated in four to the phillies the broken leg in the world series i mean that's some real tough guy stuff right there and the braves were able to win it despite not having him but you know, Charlie pitched pretty well at 39 years old. If he's a four or five in your rotation, yeah, I, I think he still is a fit. At $20 million, the Braves will kind of have to figure that whole thing out. I but think I'd be okay with it. They've got some time. They've definitely got some time. I have a name for you, perhaps. All right. And I brought it up last night, and you didn't necessarily agree with me, but it is intriguing nonetheless since we're going to fire up the hot stove. Why not? To look ahead, yes. That's coming up next, Sports Radio 929 again. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're breaking down today's game with our Atlanta baseball postgame report. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Well, Phillies played like Taylor Swift was up in the uh, luxury suites, but nonetheless, 3-1 final. Braves booking their tea times and vacations and uh, getting ready for hot stove time. Grant McCauley, Rob Tribble with you. Taking your calls at 404-726-0929. And everyone would agree we probably do need another starting pitcher. We don't know what Charlie Morton's going to do. Yeah, or two. And I brought up the notion of Aaron Nola, but 30 years old. And I was intrigued by it. I'm not necessarily sold. And I asked you what you thought about it. And you're just like, mm, I don't know, the money at 30 years old. and Yeah. It, it's one of those that I look at, particularly with the way that the Braves have built the rotation. But at some point, like, you're going to reach the place where you don't have the in-house components. Right. Where, I mean, you've got Spencer Strider in place. you got one more year of Max Freed. Outside of that, you've got the potential of A.J. Smith-Shauver. you got Ian Anderson coming back from Tommy John surgery. You're without Kyle Wright. You have to make a decision on Michael Soroka, which is going to be, are we actually viewing him as a viable option for us? Because the yo-yo thing this year, I don't think really helped out. Uh, Be that as it may, that doesn't sound like all the makings of a championship rotation and one that you don't have any questions about going in. So Aaron Nola, I don't think I need to tell folks because I already watched him pitch in this series what he is capable of doing. He had a down year in the regular season by his standards in 2023. But, I mean, he's going to be one of the top uh, pitchers available. And I think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to get the Carlos Rodon money or better, $160 million over, what, six years? Well, well Five, age, of, years? Uh, age of 30, he's not throwing 97 to 100. So you're not doesn't thinking. Really have to. Doesn't have to. That's my point being, though, maybe not necessarily somebody that's going to wear down. Maybe that could uh, – because you're, those, those high-caliber velocity arms, they do have – Yeah. They a do have a life. mileage limit, a shelf, a shelf life, yeah. Life, yeah. But, I mean, the Braves are going to have to figure that out. Free agency, I don't know if that's the route or if trade's the route, but then you have to kind of look at, well, what do we have available to us yep. in the farm system? They've got some they got some players. And and just, you know, for a lot of people that look at the prospect lists that are online, and I know a lot of people in the industry that do a lot of great prospect lists, yep. teams don't necessarily just go buy that book mm-hmm. from, you know, Barnes & Noble and say, all right, well, these are the best 30 prospects in this other <laughs> team. They do their own scouting. They're, yeah. they're going to figure it out. But either way. You know, the Braves need to do some work. And we're going to do some work here on these phone lines, 404-726-0929. Let's go to Caroline in Alpharetta. She's been hanging for a while. Caroline, welcome to the show. Hi, how are y'all? Uh, we are as good as can be, I would guess. Love that. could be better. Yes, same. Um, I just want to sing my praises to Brian Snicker. I love him. I think he's a phenomenal manager. Like, I have his jersey. I invited him to my wedding. But I hear a lot of people <laughs> calling for his head. Like, what do y'all think about that? I think that that is an overreaction. Yeah, just emotion. The disappointment of of going out in the first round of the postseason. I I think that the the one real question I would even have about, you know, things that you could do over would have been, do you bring in Brad Hand to face Bryce Harper in the third inning of game three? Other than that, I don't really know what else Snit could have done on the pitching side that would have moved the needle and changed the series because this team 
did not hit. Yep. And I know a lot of folks looked at that lineup shuffle against Ranger Suarez in game one and thought, well, that might have upset the apple cart. I don't really think it did. Because I, you still had, had the, your top six guys in, the, in, you did. in space. And you had the bat in the hands with the bases loaded with Austin Riley and Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah. And they got punched out. I mean, <laughs> things are going to happen. But I don't think the Braves I mean, is can be that making jarring? a managerial change. I know Major League players are, are creatures of habit. They have their routine. It's, it's very, very set. Is it really – that jarring to them, oh, God, I'm not hitting third. I'm actually hitting fifth tonight. I don't think that it should be. And anybody that was asked about that, at least publicly speaking, yeah. wasn't going to use it as an excuse because nobody wants to be looked at as the, oh, well, you upset my, you know, where I'm comfortable. Now, that comfortability is also important, so I'm not yeah. going to throw it all out the, out the, out sure. the window. But I don't believe that that was the thing that caused the Braves offense to not roll over. And then you look at game two, they were able to get some big hits. You look at game three, not so much. Game four, not so much. And those final three games, that was your normal lineup. And it just didn't happen. Back to the phones we go. Jordan in Fayetteville joins us here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the Atlanta baseball postgame show. Rob Tribble, Grant McCauley with you. How you doing? Hey, am I the only one who's feeling like uh, the Philly fans, uh, Philly players disrespect us? Why wouldn't we just go out there and just lay one between uh, Bryce Harper back? I mean, you know, just hit them with the ball. I mean, that's how they had me at the point. Just go out there and just bang the guys. You can't beat them. Just hurt them. (laughs) I think we might be in the wrong sport for that. There was a time where that was probably more looked upon as as business as usual. But I don't know that that's necessarily going to get the Braves the reputation they're looking for. And I don't think it would have helped them win these baseball games either. You want Matt Olsen to shake him when he's uh, standing on first base next to him? (laughs) I'll tell you, if, if Bryce Harper wears one, there's a decent chance Ron Lacuna Jr. Yeah, wears that's one that's what I was thinking well. too. I was just thinking, to that's, okay, that let's do that. See, that's nonsense. That's not going to bother Bryce Harper. That's no. just going to piss him he's, off. He's been hit plenty of times. Yeah. I remember Julio Tehran did it one time. And after that, I can't believe he's still pitching. It was like it flipped a switch with Bryce Harper. Yeah. And I don't know that Julio Tehran ever got him out again. Like yeah. that was the degree to which the ownership changed because I think Tehran had pitched really well against Harper like early on in his career, first couple of years. Where's Julio in Milwaukee now? He was in Milwaukee this year, yeah. I can't believe he's still around. It seems like he was on the. He, it seems like he was perpetually the Braves opening. They started from 1994 to 1996. He was a modern-day Rick Mailer. Yes, he was. Rick Mailer always did, not to be mistaken with his uh, lesser-talented brother, Mickey Mailer. Mickey Mailer. <laughs> there you have it. Mickey Mailer appears on Jack Morris's rookie card, 1978 tops. There is your useless baseball really, uh, trivia. What the, the, uh, the four what, players. The four yeah. players, mm-hmm. yeah, future all-stars. There it is, the beautiful <laughs> yellow border. Let's go to George in Fayetteville, who may or may not have a question about old Braves and baseball cards. I'm going to guess no. George, you're on the Atlanta Baseball Postgame Show. How you doing? Good. Hey, guys. First of all, uh, Rob Tribble, that's why I really love you. Don't No shade for Grant. But the guy said to, to, to Bean, uh, to Bean oh, dude, to Rob Tribble just bust out laughing. That is so funny. Uh, first of all, I love you, Rob Tribble. First of all, uh, I'm a Mets fan. Uh, and maybe this, this will sound different coming from a Mets fan, but they really do have to explore the the rest that the, that the first seeding teams have, mm-hmm. and who would have thought that it would have been a lack of hitting and not lack of pitching that got the team, and the uh, unfortunately this is either going to take the team to a bad place or or challenge the guys to to make them really stand out in the and and don't make the regular season such a big deal, but man I'm really sorry about you guys not making it, but inside I'm kind of laughing. 
Bye-bye. <laughs> well, we appreciate your call. And, you know, as a Mets fan, you could probably commiserate on seasons not ending the way that you well, wanted to. Well, their whole organization's sure. imploding. Everybody's... And, and, well, look, that's a club that won 101 games last year uh, yeah. and now is facing a very different thing. Now, I, I feel like the, the Braves have a good enough group to where yeah, that, they've done this annually. They kind of know a, a thing or two about winning. And, and, look, they didn't accidentally win the 2021 World Series. No. Doing that is the hardest thing to do in the sport. So, as you pointed out earlier, going back to back, that's something that hasn't happened, what, since the Yankees mm-hmm. of the late 90s and early aughts? It's a, it's a hard thing they to do. They three-peated in 98, 99, and uh, 2000. And 2000. And then 2001 is when the Diamondbacks came. And then the Diamondbacks came along. And then it became one and dones for the World Series. Yes. Now, you had some clubs that won some inside of their windows. A giant spring to mind doing it, what, every even-numbered year? Or was it every odd-numbered year? I think it was every even-numbered year. Three times in five that's years right. anyway. That's, that's a right. dynasty in my book. What was so. that, 11, 13, and what, like 16 15, or something? Yeah. 15, yeah. So. So I guess Phillies now have really emerged as the main boogeyman it's, it's the, rival. It's the this major is, rivalry. If people yeah. would ask me, and like I grew up, I mean, you know, I'm wearing my Atlanta Fulton County mm-hmm. Stadium shirt here right now. If I were to pick a team that's a rival to the Phillies, like the main rival, all due respect to the ones that kind of come and go in the course right. of the season, I would go the Phillies as number one and the Mets, yeah, maybe one B, but probably yeah. just two. Yeah. Just in a completely different category. Because I was and, growing up, as always the Dodgers. Well, we hated the Dodgers. The Dodgers beat up on us, but right. we – Atlanta's fans' vitriol and hatred was of a thousand suns towards the L.A. Dodgers. Yeah, and what's interesting is, you know, you had the divisional battle for so long, and then the Braves and Dodgers meet again decades later after Mm -hmm. we've realigned everything and have found their way into the postseason a couple of times, but not lately, as the case may be. Let's go to Tim in Woodstock. Hey, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, Thanks for for taking my call. I'm just sort of trying trying to deal with the the whole same old, same old Braves postseason, uh, regular season stud, uh, postseason dud kind of thing, and uh, trying to. And I'm just wondering, with with Alex Antopoulos said he, you know, he's been bullet, pretty much bulletproof with with the, all the moves he's made so far, uh, but um, he didn't pull the trigger on a on a, on a front line pitcher. And he, he and I remember he said at the, at the trade deadline he was looking for a bat, yeah, and didn't pull the trigger on a bat on, on a front line bat. And he, again, as you said, Grant and, and Rob, this this season, this uh, series wasn't about uh, the pitching; it was about it was about the hitting. Yeah, I'm um, just it just it just boggles my mind that that we could be so so great in the in the postseason and then when the bright when the lights turn up they they uh they just can't hit yeah and uh um it it just makes they just didn't seem there was any kind of sense of urgency where you know all they 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 locked up their their uh they they they've locked up their yeah. their core for so long they have they don't really – is there any kind of sense of urgency? Like, Castellanos is playing for a contract. I mean, obviously, Harper's – Harper. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's going to make his money. I, I see what you're, what you're getting to in terms of, like, you know, you do have all these great players, but, Rob, you know how this is. It's for a finite amount of time. It's not going to be an unlimited window to go win the World Series. No, and, you know, Alex Antopoulos has made a lot of good moves to, to help build this club, to help secure this club being together for a long time. I don't think he's above or beyond, you know, the question of, okay, well, what are you going to do now? And how are you going to answer some of these questions? I don't think the Braves were a starting pitcher away from winning this particular series. I think their entire offense just went offense. lights out in the worst possible way. 
and that was a big issue. But they are going to have to address the starting rotation over the course of this offseason. There's just no way around it. All right, can you can you just uh, tell the listener again, mm-hmm. speak very slowly and very clearly, mm-hmm. why didn't he go get a pitcher before the trade deadline? That is because there weren't very many good ones out there. Exactly. And the ones who got dealt, uh, with the exception of Jordan Montgomery, who was pitching for the Texas Rangers, they did not pitch well for their new teams. We saw Michael Lorenzen, who threw a no-hitter for the Phillies, being used in a mop-up role mm-hmm. in Game 3 for Philadelphia. He had fallen out of the rotation, wasn't on their roster for the wild-card round. It's a crazy thing. But a lot of these guys just didn't pitch all together that well. Let's go to Kevin in Atlanta. You're next up here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Kevin, how you doing? Hey, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Well, we're hanging in there. Man, yeah. Man, I, 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 watching this game, I... I I just, I swear I drank a whole, almost a whole half a bottle of cognac. <laughs> we, we were not so fortunate. I don't know if it made that. it go down any better. As long as you didn't take pills with it, you're going to be good. No pills and <laughs> alcohol, you'll be just fine. <laughs> and I swear Rojas caught that, <laughs> caught that uh, Acuna hit. Oh, man, I swear I think I wasted the last little bit of it. I thought I was, <laughs> I thought I was going to hit. I thought I was going long. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and put this out there. I'm going to go ahead and make a bold prediction. And Thompson is just going to have to throw his money out there and go for Otani. Just go, just go for it. This is our window. Go ahead and get you a quality starting pitcher and who can hit. And just go for it all next year. Well, and all we right. appreciate your call, and, and hopefully you'll wake up with – But his a, value now is very, very com- – because we've talked about this. Yeah, we have. Hopefully he'll wake up without the headache that I'm feeling like he's going to yes, wake up with. But <laughs> – if you sign Shohei Otani hoping to get a starting pitcher next year, uh, you will have quite the headache because yep. that Tommy John surgery, that elbow surgery that he had anyway, uh, that's going to keep him from being able to get on the mound in 2024. And, look, somebody's going to throw a lot of money at him. You know, would he make the Braves better in whatever role he's able to play when he does get back on the mound? I think he would, and obviously he can hit throughout that. But that's going to be a calculated risk for a club, Absolutely. and that calculated risk is going to come with an awfully big check as well. Let's go out to the phone lines one last time. We'll talk to Turner in Greenwood. Welcome in to the Atlanta Baseball Postgame Show on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, guys. How's it going? We are hanging in there. So I got a question. You guys were talking about ways that you could potentially fix the postseason. Um, was there a time that the NLDS was two games at the lower seed and the last three games at the higher seed? I don't believe so, but I would have to go back and look. I think it's been, as long as I can remember, in the 2-2-1 format. I was just thinking, because in a five-game series, games three and four are arguably the biggest games in the series. Of course, game five is winner go home for both. Right. Three or four decides the series. Why are you giving the lower seed the biggest games as home field advantage? I think it just has to do with if you handle business, obviously you want to grab the lead in that series. Yeah, you're yeah. a higher seed. You get home field. You should you should win both those games. The other thing I, I am thinking about with this is that you know the one thing that they could do to get rid of two games that were in the five games or excuse me five days off. So two days of the five days off. Let me rephrase: is as soon as the 162 is done Monday, that is game one of the wild card series. You're playing for the next three. Mm-hmm. You get. That those three games, and then when you're done with those three games, guess what? You're going to start the division series right there. So you give three days worth of rest to the teams that have the bye, and you just you know play it out like another series. Now, if you want to 
figure out a way to get everybody an off day on the Thursday before the final weekend of the season right. so that they can try to line things up. I know this stuff is tough, but, I mean, the Braves have played, what, 10, 12, 14 games in a row? Every Major League Baseball team does over the course of a season, and I'm not saying that that's ideal, but if you want to stop giving whatever perceived advantage comes with it mm-hmm. to these wildcard teams, then maybe make it a little bit harder so that they can't have a day off before to travel and then have a day off afterwards to travel. And then if they win two out of three, well, then they get a couple of days off, and then they get to reset. And then by the time that the division winners are sitting around waiting for five days, you know, maybe you could cut two days out of that. That's all I'm saying. Well, good for the Phillies, though. They they swept the Marlins. They got it done. They had two days off. They did their thing. Yeah. They did what they were supposed to do. That was right, right out there in front of them. And unfortunately for the Atlanta Braves, 104 wins in a regular season, Rob, Unable to win three out of five against the Philadelphia Phillies. A 3-1 loss in the finale in game four. That's the season uh, ender for the Atlanta Braves in 2023. A a year that felt like it just had so much more to offer and came to a close before anybody would have liked it to, at least as far as Braves country is concerned. Any final thoughts, Rob, on the 2023 Braves and maybe once ahead? Um, This is a failure. This year is an absolute failure. When you don't make it all the way, when that's your goal? Yep. You came up short. But it doesn't mean next year is going to be a failure or the following year or the following year or the following year. Your nucleus is young. These guys, uh, at least they have postseason experience. More and more is yeah. a good thing. Vaughn Grissom, his, his loan at bat tonight and a couple of other postseason. Who's to say he can't emerge as something in the future? You know, you cannot undervalue experience. They may need to find him a position. Yeah, what, exactly. But, I'm, point, just, but I'm, you know, I'm just saying I get what basically as a metaphor, not necessarily – him specifically, but as a metaphor, experience like that. Spencer Strider as well. Spencer Strider pitched I, fine, I, except I for a couple he, of errant pitches. He, he exercised some demons of people who wondered, based on his one start in 2022, Last year, yes, I was gonna get would to, yep. he be able to do this? And I think he the did. answer was yes. Now, the Braves' offense. Maturation. You know, Ronald Acuna Jr., knowing that he was full speed and 100% this year and the season that he put up. And he had a couple moments. I mean, he helped key the rally in, in game two. Right. He had a moment with the, the bat in his hands and, and sent one out to the deepest part of the ballpark. He just happened to be dragged in. But, you know, him being back in a postseason picture is nothing but a good thing for the Braves. And they're just going to have to figure out some things as they head into 2024. And I didn't think we'd be saying that until we got maybe into the first week of November, Rob. Yeah. But I've enjoyed talking about this with you. It's been a lot of fun. All right, well, that's, that's going to do it. And guess what? I'm going to be back on the airwaves in about six hours with, with the morning show, and we'll be taking your calls as well. We're going to be venting and crying and hugging and maybe even drinking in the morning as well. Grant, thank you, my brother. Always, always a pleasure. Thank you. Well, the season comes to an unceremonious end. A lot of fun while it lasted. But guess what? There's a nucleus. The window is still wide open for the Atlanta Braves, I say, the next three to five years. Anything could happen, of course, but at least we have that to look forward to. All right, good night, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. 
So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.